Hello, it's Alice Arnold here. Welcome to the Magic Musicals and Theatre podcast. This week's podcast is rather special. It's about a new musical opening soon called Curtains. It's by Kanda and Ebb, and we went along to the rehearsal rooms to have a chat with Aurea Duba, Jason Manford and Carly Sensen. We've started now. Oh, we are? So we have arrived in these rehearsal rooms in Pimlico. And what I love is when you arrive at a rehearsal room, and we went upstairs first, and there's all these incredibly young people sitting around relaxing in the position of the splits. (laughs) Yes, I was going to say, relaxing for you and me is is not what they're doing. These are the dancers, and (laughs) I imagine, I hope they're the dancers, otherwise... Those are the ones that are going to take the roof off, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. and then you do just come out of that room and you just feel about 95. Well, my, my knees have started shattering and I haven't done anything just on staring at them because the, the choreography is the thing that's going to take the roof off. I, I can oh, is it? You, really is it? Is, I'll ask you about that. They are working them to the bone. But no, I was saying, because we come into this room here, if I can take over for a minute, Alice, and go, okay, don't say anything because hold it all for the podcast because it's all really good stuff. Because I didn't get a chance to meet you properly when we were at um, Magic at the Musicals a couple of years ago where um, Ruthie Henshaw was hosting it and, um, oh, I can't remember who else was hosting it, but I took my wife. Oh. And genuinely, it was kind of at that time, because when was that? That, I think, was 2017. And I think it was, like, late summer. And it was the first, my the, around about the first time I was making a foray into musical theatre. So it wasn't just I was randomly invited there because I might have won Strictly a few months before. I was there because I wanted to be more inspired and I wanted to meet um, some of the fishy. So this is like a perfect circle here, this sort of serendipity. Do you know the other thing that's perfect, Ari, is that we are actually twins. Are we? We're born on the same day. 17th of November? Yes. However... Hi, twin. However, I'm just very, very slightly older than you. Who's counting numbers? Very, very, very slightly. (laughs) No, in in the universe, it only comes down to that certain day. Only one in 365 people. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Well, lovely to meet you properly, twin. So, yeah, or you do, but you. Well, we all. I knew you before. Telepresenter doing Commonwealth Games, doing Olympics, doing sport, a lot of sports uh-huh. stuff, basically. Yeah, yeah. And then suddenly you're in Strictly, and then you win it, and then you're now a musical theatre person. Is that, is that basically, it's is that... actually happening. Is that the that thing That is the now? condensed version, yeah. That. Do you still take any interest in sport? I, do you know what? Now I can watch it as a fan again, because I think when... And, and we know this very well. And when you're, when you're part of a, a sport broadcast, there is so much work that goes on before you actually get to the moment of going live that um, it's actually, in a way, it's kind of quite nice to be able to have to, to have taken, taken a step back and be able to just watch it as a genuine viewer and a fan, and it's lovely. But, um, yeah, that, that, that totally happened. I was at the Rio for the Olympic Games, and uh, I pretty much got on a plane from Brazil and, and got on a train to Elstree Studios to start Strictly, almost within 24 so hours of landing. So you during, during Rio Olympics that well, you were going to do it? I got revealed while I was on air 
we were we were hosting a BBC Four coverage of the games, and they said, "Oh, um, we're going to release um, the news at uh, 7 p.m. our time." I was like, "Okay, that's probably fine because I'll be, I think I'll be off air." And it was four four p.m. I think it was three hours difference. As it was that particular day, our show because of the way I think maybe it was the swimming was going on went on. So I was still on air at 4 p.m. And I kept my phone with me at the time. And I remember it being in my back pocket. And bang on 4 p.m. My, if I can say this, Alice, my ass was on fire. <laughs> with the amount of messages I that came it was. through. It just, it was like an electric shock. <laughs> Every time one came in, it was... <laughs> ridiculous i was like i've got to host a show at the moment but I, it was the reason was because uh, everybody was close to me friends family knew um how much that show had meant to me for a, a very long time obviously they didn't know i was on the show but that moment they were like oh my god i was doing this show he had dreamed about so you'd always years. wanted i had always to do it and you had you had you always been a musical theater fan I had. Do you know, I took my, my, my wife to New York for our very first breakaway, for our very first Valentine's Day, if you will. I'm a romantic at heart. <laughs> we went to watch Chicago on Broadway. And, uh, and that, was a, that was kind of a spark lit. And, um, and, and it was, it, maybe it was a bit more real. I'd always done theatre as a kid. I did, if I wasn't on a sports field, I was uh, on the stage. So I did a lot of theatre. I actually did a lot of singing. All, all untrained, I did a bit of theatre studies for a GCSE, but I just really loved being on stage. So the thing, the gear that changed was when I was on Strictly, and most normal people would be on a stage in front of 600 people live in the audience and 10, 12 million people would think, I should best run away. This, this is not for me, but because I'm slightly different. Um, Are you a show-off, Laurie? Is that what we're saying? Maybe at heart. I actually, I know I am. I've always been a show-off. I've always been one mucking about, but usually getting away with it because I had the prefect's badge at school. Um, So I was the one behind the scenes actually burning things, but they would just blame it on the bad kids. Um, So no, I I kind of always always have had that and strictly enabled me to realise or remember how much I loved performing. Um, I, I always put it like this. For anyone who's ever watched the film Hook with Robin Williams, when he remembers that he was Peter Pan, he's like, oh my God, I can fly. I genuinely, there was a moment being on that Strictly floor where I remembered, oh my God, I was 18 and I loved being on stage. And that was when I thought, I can't let this go. This has to be the path that I carry on after this show. And did you realise, even if you hadn't won Strictly, did you think this is... This is where I'm going now. This is my true love more it, than the, the win was the reason I thought that it's not a completely bonkers idea. Uh-huh. Because if I had just got to the final, and hey, all of us would have were going to be so supportive of whoever won that day. But if I had just got to the final, I would have enjoyed the profile and the platform that comes with a show like Strictly, but probably had left it at that and it would have ridden a wave and then it would have, okay, we would have consolidated something. Do you think, seriously, if you hadn't actually won it, it would have been that fine a margin. Yeah, Because to get to the final Mm -hmm. is always an amazing feat. Yeah. I mean, they're incredible dancers on that show and by the time you've got rid of 
the less-talented <laughs> ones earlier you in, the, Go on, earlier in the series. <laughs> I'm not going to. Um, you know, when you get to the final, you've always got three top, yeah. top dancers there. That's it's Absolutely. And we were in such an amazing year, and I'm so lucky that all of these lot are still really good friends. Um, but no, I think it was, it was because at the time there was only 14 people that had won it, and I thought to myself, okay, well, if I don't use this opportunity now... In 10 years' time, I'll only live to regret it. So um, I need to do something that I want to do and I would love to do and I think I can do going forward for the next 20, 30 years. And here you are. We're in. I said we're in rehearsal rooms. I didn't even say what for. We're, it's for <laughs> what are we show. doing here? It's, Alice, it's so cool. who's that, what's that and, piano? Well, you mentioned that you took your wife on your first anniversary or Valentine's to um, to see Chicago. Yeah. Now, this show is written by Kander and Ebb, who wrote Chicago. So yeah, there we go. There's another it. little that's, circle going on. I've just but, realised that synergy, actually. Yeah. yeah. But this is Are called, you my guardian angel? I might be. Yeah. It's that November the 17th <laughs> thing. This is called Curtains. Yes. Now, I like to think I'm fairly well-versed in musical theatre. Mm-hmm. I don't know this show. It's not often done. It's not been done. This will be the European premiere. Mm. Uh, it was we'll do that again. Like European a like a, premiere. Yeah, it's like, like, the, like the coming to a cinema. Yeah, exactly. To a theatre near you. Oh, that's awfully good. That's another um, job you can do that's now. Okay. Let's, okay. <laughs> Let's, anybody got a pen? We need to start <laughs> racking up these jobs. Um, yeah, so it, it is... It, Written by uh, uh, the music behind Kander and Ebb, the guys behind Chicago and Cabaret. And I think that is, for those who aren't familiar with this show, is going to be one of the massive pulls because this show is so unashamedly big brass and Broadway. It's, it is just a 24-carat entertainment vehicle that I know that people will love. And Alice, I can't even tell you. I, I met the producers. I did a scene... I uh, read some of the some of the scene and I did this I did the number and I loved it already. I hadn't even scratched the surface of some of what is on offer on this show. When I I actually took the role before I'd read the full script. I'd known Jason before. I've known Jason for a number of years. Carly and I are also really good friends. Um she's um married to Danny who was on our series of Strictly and together us, us and our partners, we came really, really close. So to have Jason and to have Carly in the cast, that was kind of enough for me. I could do the song. I was like, if I could uh, manage that, all right. Okay, I think there's enough in here for me to get my teeth into. And then I read the full script. I was, you know, like, when, as often as the way, um, if you're having a bit of private time with your partner, whether it's listening to music or reading a book, I was that sort of that I was that partner when I was sitting there reading it with my wife who they're like what are you laughing at what are you even doing you're getting me really annoyed because I'm not part of your joke I kept spitting out my coffee <laughs> reading this script and I think that is what is so good about it it's the music you know before you've entered the theater is going to be off the scale but it's so funny and jokes that you don't see coming, they'll slap you before you've realised it. Tell us about the character you play, Aaron Fox. Aaron Fox. Fox. Yes. Oh, yes. Well, um, Aaron Fox. Oh, Aaron, Aaron Fox. Is it? No, it is actually, it is Aaron. It is. Mm. I, then I just went back into non-character. Mm. Um, he is the composer of the show within the show. So, Curtains, it's a musical who done it. It is... Uh, 
set with a show within a show, and essentially the cast are trying to put on this uh, ill-fated production. And in the final scene of the show, one of the cast gets murdered. So for the next two and a half hours, we watch everybody trying to figure out who's done it. And the audience come along with you on that journey because it could be absolutely anyone. And it's a fun follow along. Within that show, Aaron is the composer. And he cuts quite a frustrated figure because he loves his music. He's kind of obsessed with it. He would sleep with his music sheets if he could. Um, but he also still loves his ex-wife. It was Georgia as played by Carly, and he really, really wants to return to what brought them together as writing partners. She's the lyricist, and as obviously partners um, in a relationship as well. Uh, so he's got this sort of dual thing on. He really loves his work, and he wants it to be right, and it's not going quite right. But at the same time, he's got some serious stuff going on in his personal life. And we see it all play out in front of us which often is the way with our relationships because we can't say it to each other individually. It's only when someone else lights your touch paper. You're like, well, actually, you didn't put the dishes properly in the dishwasher. That's why they're still dirty, okay? A little insight into my house. <laughs> into most of our houses, I think. Um, you sing a song called I Miss the Music. Is that your main number? Yeah, is that's that the one? Big that's number, the, yeah. big, the big number. Mm-hmm. Um, is that the one you sang for the audition? That then? was the one I sang for the audition. And is that going to be the big hit of the show, do we think? Oh, my goodness Or are there me. so many? I think I... Yes, it will be. No. Okay, <laughs> there's, there's, there are so many great numbers. Actually, the ones that... The big hits are going to be the one where the full company comes in together because there's a number in there called Show People that Becky Locke and Jason lead, and then you have the whole of the of the company coming in, almost charging military-like, but with vocal and dance ability. It's, it's really, really powerful. So there are, there are a number of big showpieces in, in, the, in the production like that. Now, listen, you're going off to do Panto as well in the middle of this aren't you yes yes panto we i signed up to panto before this lovely right job i wondered how in. that was working because i looked at the tour dates and sometimes it says that you're performing and sometimes it doesn't say that you're performing in which case i presume yes. someone else is performing, is performing while in you, selected venues yes while you go out and do panto somewhere else. where are you doing your panto it will be in croydon Okay. The Fairfield the halls, Fairfield halls. The brand new yes. Fairfield halls in croydon with with tim vine doing cinderella and his one-line jokes. Oh, he's going to be full of them. He mm-hmm. gets me on the floor. But yeah, so I will. I will be doing curtains. Before this, I was in Greece, which was my first musical show. And then there's a panto at the end of the year. So three shows in six months. I think will be. Uh, well, I'll certainly know by 2020 if I'm cut out for this. Well, I was going to say you're so much in demand now. You can't <laughs> can't even do the full production of this one because you're off doing your panto well I'm and then lucky presumably they... something will come up straight after this and you boom 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 you're you're gone well sure see. that sports broadcasting is way behind you now well do you know what i never i never do goodbyes i'm just really fortunate that i was able to do something and add it to the the repertoire and that's the thing because i still do radio too i still host tv shows um, there's another um show that we're doing for bbc one um a big award show that's coming up um and the idea for me with this was always to add the string to the bow um, and to be do something that you love because it, that's the, when you never work a day, isn't it? And do you do crying in this? Because you, you did quite a lot of crying in Strictly. Well remembered. 
No. I, I mean, <laughs> Did you not want me to bring that no, up? No, no, that is simply. etched. I was crying it's the emotion yesterday. in you. I was crying yesterday. When, you, when you've when got a 19-month-old son, oh. <laughs> you, look, you, look, you look at him and you go, <laughs> who blessed me with this? And then he throws mashed potato on the walls. Um, yeah, it's very emotionally, I'm, I'm a wreck. Um, but no, there isn't so much crying. There are some tender, tender scenes. I think maybe if I'm not doing the crying, someone else might do. But um, you will love this show. Alice, if you aren't there on either the first night or the press night or the Wimbledon night, I'm giving you London opportunities here. Uh, Yeah, give me London um, opportunities. Then I, there's something, we're, we're, you won't be my guardian angel anymore. That's what I'm going <laughs> to oh, say. Well, there's ended with a threat. Um, <laughs> we can't wait to see it. Can't wait to see it. Thank Ori, you. thank you so much my for coming pleasure. in to talk to us. I get back and practice your songs. So I've got it's some other, yes, the go some things to do, haven't yeah, I? Yeah, go on. Yeah. Jason Mountford has, has taken over the warm seat of Ori. Oh, it's lovely. Is it warm? It is actually, yeah. yeah he's, a warm, he's a warm man. What's this about new dancing shoes, the, well, which are not, you're no, not wearing, because those no, are just I, I basic spent, Nike trainers. These are just normal trainers, yeah. Um, I spent a week in trainers, and then I was like, this is not working. What, so do you I need to, those ones with little heels? You've got like a little heel and smooth underneath. So you can slide. So you can slide. Because this show is set in late 50s, yeah, is that 1959. right? 1959. So is that is that sort of American smooth type? Is that what we're talking here? Yes, exactly. Here? That sort that of choreography? And you're, yeah, if you imagine like Gypsy's just about to go into the into Broadway and, you know, those shows are around. So, yeah, there's lots of uh, 42nd Street. I imagine that is not too far away. And, you know, so you've got those sort of it's big, big numbers. American. Yeah, big top hat. Big Numbers. Oh, that's, that's my got, uh, yeah, so something. So get out of this busy, show I'm now. Magic, he's saying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's yeah. So so it's a lot of that going on. Yeah. And it's set in Boston. Boston. Now yeah. I think that we saw the dialect. Coach. I love watching oh, yeah. rehearsal rooms. I think the dialect coach was in today um, to do the Boston accent. Mm. I've just come back from Boston. Oh, so you'll have heard a uh, lot of it. Well, yeah. yeah. Except I think a lot of people in Boston don't come from Boston. But yes, it's yeah. we're talking Kennedy land, aren't we? We're yeah. talking that. If you imagine. I guess it's, if you imagine Kennedy accent, it, yeah, that, which uh, is quite very, very different from New York. He's up, very upper class, yes, uh, you know, and rich uh, Boston. Boston. So, uh, yeah, I'm a detective, so uh, I play Frank Chaffee, and he is so it's sort of slight, it's got a New York sound to it for a lot of it and a bit of Chicago and but then every so often there's like these hot like you know don't park your car in the Harvard car park you know it's got that yeah, sort of which hard is, mm-hmm. sound you know ah, not yeah. that I ever say that line uh, but um, is it not in the show it's not in the show no but that's the one I use before I sort of start talking don't park your car in the Harvard car park yeah. uh, which is great and it's really fun uh, it's um, yeah you um, were because you're, you're playing a detective yes and you've got to solve we all know there's a murder now. There's That's murder. not giving anything away. Yes. There is a murder, and it is your job Somebody to solve murdered. the murder. Yeah. Um, and you said that you were doing research or whatever on detectives mm. to, to get the... De- are you yeah. in a... I can only imagine... Are you in a raincoat? I, of course, have a, 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 a traditional... And a trilby. Yeah. But it's not... Yeah, I have a trilby as well. It's not... Um, but obviously it's in a theatre, so they come off pretty quick early on. Right. I'm not walking around uh, for the whole time. Uh, and it's not a filthy Mac. It's not a, it's not a Columbo. Uh, okay. I do have a beautiful Just One More Thing moment later on in the show, which really, I really, I feel like I, I, Peter Fork is around somewhere and I 
just one more thing. Like, it's a real... I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, it's great. It's very exciting. <laughs> but it's great playing the detective. It's... Um, Although, weirdly, I've, I've been invited to a friend's birthday party this week and they said, it's a murder mystery night. I said, oh, God, I spent seven months in a murder mystery. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, you've not long finished your comedy tour. That's that right. A huge tour yeah. you did. Yeah, I mean, did masses. And when then we days. met you in these rehearsal rooms when you were just about to do a concert version. Oh, yeah, Guys and of Dolls. Guys and Dolls. Yeah. Yeah. But this is a full tour. Full tour curtains. and a full rehearsal schedule, which is a great. Full, yes. So you got, Guys and Dolls was 10 days. Yeah. And then yeah. at the Albert Hall. This is five weeks. Yeah, this is five weeks. Luxury. And then off on tour. Are you not bored of the touring thing? No, I've got to say, like I finished it? my tour in April. I hope my wife doesn't listen to this. I finished my, April, my, my tour in April, and then I had the summer off, and then we actually had four weeks of holidays uh, over the six weeks' holidays with where the kids. Where did you go? Went to Portugal. Nice. I was back a couple of times for work, but we were there, and that's where we based ourselves, and it was lovely. And then um, by, like, the th- I think we came home on the Monday and uh, a week ago or so, a couple of weeks ago, and on the Thursday, my wife's a... Uh, TV producer, and we both sort of had a moment where we were like, oh, I can't wait to go back to work. <laughs> There's something about the, you know, just having a schedule and deadlines and just things that you think, oh, I sort of like, you know, I kind of like it, you know. So, we, yeah, I was very much ready to come back to work. And I also, you know, after, so I finished in April and then had, you know, May, June, July, August off, really, and I sort of was around with the kids and doing all those things, which is lovely, but I do like... But that's long enough. Yeah, I like yeah, yeah, back right to work. Also, you know, I like to give the kids a work ethic. Well, this is how yeah, I've yes, got to yeah, work. Yes, yeah, actually, Dad... Do you like nice things? Right, well, you've got to work. Dad and Mum do actually go to Absolutely. work to earn the thing. Yes, yeah. yes, quite right. Instill that in them. <laughs> yeah. Um, had you heard of this show before you were going to do it? No. No. Obviously, I know Candra and Ebb, but... Yeah. Um, uh, and seen their, uh, you know, Chicago and uh, Cabaret and those shows. But I... Um, yeah, no, I never, I'd never heard of it, but... Everyone you speak to in, in the industry loves it, knows it and loves it. You know, they saw it on Broadway, they did it at drama school, whatever, mm. you know, and they love it. I think because there's quite a few sort of show business type jokes in there, you know. And it is um, a show within a show, isn't it? It's exactly, a, it's yeah. A, it's set in a, a theatre. A show is going on, yeah. One of the cast members is murdered in the first few minutes. Mm-hmm. And then I play a detective uh, who also loves a bit of amateur dramatics. Like, that's his big... Love so when he come to to be solving a case in a theatre is his dream come true to be surrounded by all these brilliant. Uh, it's like Jane types. Tennyson suddenly. Yeah, exactly. Just come Let's in do and, the show right here. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so it's uh, so yeah. He's he's having a, a whale of time, and he ends up sort of so he's solving the uh, the the murder, but he's also trying to solve a couple of the problems in the show. Uh, you know, there's some music problems and there's a there's a dance <laughs> number that doesn't work. And, uh, oh, and he turns his yeah, hand to that, people are a bit pitchy. And, <laughs> so he ends up sort of, uh, sort of doing that. So he, there's some moments where he's like, oh, I've got it. And they're like, what, you've worked out the murder? He's like, no, I think we should, uh, in the last act, we should fix that song, you know. So it's really fun to play because you don't quite know where he's, what he's talking about at any one time. And the dancing, because most of the musicals I've seen recently mm. have been sort of modernised versions of, of yes. things and the dancing is very hip hop and highly energetic. Of course, yeah. Presumably this is nineteen fifty nine style yeah. choreography, glamorous, lovely outfits, lovely Yeah, yeah it's all, all of that. you know uh, I mean it's sort of slightly after your sort of uh, Fred and Ginger, but it's we reference uh, 
Marge and Gower Champion and 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 the sort of the dancers in the sort of forties and fifties and it's uh, yeah it's lo- it's really lovely like if you like an episode of Strictly you'll be like oh I like this oh, okay you know what I mean and 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 you're doing this you're, well you obviously are because you've got the new dancing shoes yes exactly yes I do a couple of numbers but I'm not the one you if you're coming for dancing that's don't, don't, come, not for, you? don't come for me <laughs> um, I'm all right you know I can learn them uh, but uh, the the ensemble are phenomenal I mean just. I don't know where these guys come in and, you know, they, they must be burning 5,000 calories every morning before they've even had the lunch. Like, they, they're sweating to, to learn these numbers and uh, they're brilliant. They're so, and, and the choreography is so imaginative and so just delightful and, really, and it lends itself to the, to the story. It's, it's going to be spectacular. And I think it's actually going to be one of those shows that you think, you know, you'll come and see it in, uh, you know, Glasgow or, or Manchester or, or wherever it is and think, crikey, that, that feels like a West End show, <clears throat> but in our town. But we didn't have to get the train down to London. And spend an extra and do you think well it might be a West End show or is it there feels no plans? like a West End show? Yeah. I mean they're talking about it and they're looking for theatres, mm-hmm. I imagine, but um it's uh if it, yeah, it feels like a West End show and the set's fa- fabulous and the and, and like I said it's you know, it's uh it's Candor and Ebb, you know, and the, and they are they're the, they're, they're the best, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's it's real treat to, to be doing a show that's their, the last one that they wrote together. You know? And you're leading the company, Jason. So oh, I was yeah. going to say, well, what after this? But you don't know what after this because you don't know what after this is because this might be a two-year run know, in yeah. West End or whatever. Yeah, I mean, you it, you, how long's piece of string? We that's don't know, it. do we? No, not really. So. Um, what do no. you prefer? Do you like doing this better or stand up better? I like the mix, really. I like being able to mix. I think after doing 260 dates on your own, you know, uh, as, as a stand-up around the country and or around the world, really. You know, you go all over the place. It's quite a lonely job, really. You know, I mean, don't feel sorry for him. We've, 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 we've got a lovely extension, <laughs> but um, it's, it is a lonely job. You know, when you are away from and you do miss things, and you know, and it, it, it can be hard. So doing this, and I'm not one of those machine comics who can. Uh, knock out a show every year like your sort of Jimmy Cars and people like who are just able to just bam. I need a bit of time to process and and come up with a new idea for a new show. So I I can't. So I tour once every sort of you know three years, three four four years or so. So I've obviously got to do stuff in the middle uh, you know, of that. Mm. And um, and so this has really come about. This is I think it's my fifth show or sixth show now. Um, and I enjoy then being on tour with people. And being part of a company, and and so the pressure, although the pressure's still on, you know, you're still the name on the the poster, and you still got to get it right, and people are waiting on your lines, and you know, make sure you're still in the right place. The shared pressure is just, it's just, it's, a, it's just a much nicer feeling. So, but then at the end of that, you know, in April, I'll be thinking, get me on my own again. I've <laughs> seen, I've had seven months with actors. But what would be <laughs> lovely about this is that you're all creating something yes. new together. Yeah. I mean, I know it's not new, but it's new to England, yes, exactly. The UK, yeah, quite. Um, And you're all creating the parts from scratch. You're not no one's taking over from anybody else, and it will make or break on what you all. Yeah, and that you know that is a that's a big deal for me as well because I mean the last thing I did, well, the last the three shows that I uh, sort of have done recently have all been done. That everyone knows a version of it, you know. So Nathan Detroit, I was yeah. like, well, I saw Nathan Lane, or I saw Bob Hoskins, or who, you know, uh, you know, I was, I was uh, Karatska's Potts in Chisholm, oh, I have Dick Van Dyke, or you saw Michael Ball, or you know, Gary Wilmot, um, you know, and Leo Bloom in, in producers is, is the same. So to do something where you are, although David Hyde Pierce 
played it really well on, on Broadway and I think he won a Tony for it. Uh, and, and there's certainly aspects that you go, oh, that's a good idea, I'll use that. You know, It's great to be able to just do something fresh and fun. Yeah. And when do you open? What's the actual we date? We open, I think it's like the 7th of October, I think, in Manchester. And um, we've got a bit of time? We do, yeah, we've got a bit of time. We do a few, we've, t- we've got previews in Bromley, uh, which is always a fun place to go, and uh, done a few shows there. And they're great. And then we open in Manchester. So, yeah, we've got a bit of time. It's a bit of pressure, it's, it being my home city. Uh, and the posters are up already. My, my mum sent me a, a little selfie the other day. <laughs> in front of the posters in front of the Palace Theatre. He's um, the boy. Yeah. Uh, so Manchester, yeah. But it's just a great show. It just, it doesn't, it's a juggernaut of a show. Like, once you're on board. And I just think, you know, in these sort of, you know, turbulent times, shall we say, these times where... Every day is... I mean, I've had to delete a lot of the social medias off my phone because it's so depressing. No matter what you voted for or what you think, it's not It's not fun, is it, what's happening? Mm-mm. And actually, some nights you need just a little a little break for, yeah. and you can just leave your worries escapism, at the door. escapism, complete yeah, escape. Go, you know it sounds what? like it is going to... For the to... next couple of hours, let's just have a blooming good time, yeah. you know. Well, I can't wait to see it. I'm so looking for forward to it. to it. I'll see you then. See you I'll, see, I'll come and see you after. Wherever I do see do that. It. Thank you. Carly Stenson. Yes, yes. Yeah, because last time we chatted, you were in Les Mis. Yes. yes. And, um, yeah. you know, doing a show everybody knows. Everybody's yeah. familiar with it. Everyone knows all the songs. Yeah. Now you're doing a show that we don't know. I know. It's completely people. new. It's lovely as yeah. well, because I've never really done a show with a, a complete blank canvas. Normally I've got an idea of how someone did it. Um, it did really well in Broadway. It was, like I think, 16 months in Broadway. Um, but obviously I never got to see it. And um, only because of... If, if, learning about the show and, and becoming a part of it did I kind of listen to the soundtrack but I kind of wanted to come in with an absolute blank canvas and and learn it from scratch completely myself so it's never been done over here no so um, yeah it's quite exciting that we are the ones that get to because that is the nice it. thing isn't it creating a part yeah. instead of oh. the other person stood there and that's where their light is yeah. so you've got to do that and you've got to do that yeah. and do it in this creating way it from the ground upwards so yes, you I play know. the role of Georgia Hendrix like yes. the like the gin <laughs> yeah, like the gin. <laughs> yes, like the gin. Um, and you play Ore's ex-wife. Yes, yeah. He's still in love with you. I think we, yeah. we're we not giving too much away if we say a bit of that. Yeah. Um, somebody gets murdered, we know that too, because yeah. we know it's a, it's a whodunit. Yeah. And I think this person getting murdered means that you get to take over their part in the I do. show. Yeah. Am I correct about all of this? Yes, it facts? is. Yeah, that you are. If I was like a detective, which I'm not, <laughs> I would say you certainly have motive. That is true. Although, without giving too much away, it's not actually... Georgia wasn't meant to be the one who took over. So there was a little twist oh. in there as well. That might scupper my theory yeah. then. So, yeah. Not, I don't want to... <laughs> she actually wasn't her understudy, so it all kind of... Happens. So how, she, how come she becomes her understudy? Uh, it's the director's decision. He feels that the lady who wrote the show and knows the character better than anyone is Georgia who, who wrote it. So maybe she should fill in. And Georgia did used to perform, but that was quite that a was long lucky. time ago. That's yeah, lucky, yeah, right? very lucky. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She's, <laughs> yeah, she's got it in there somewhere. So it's in a locker. <laughs> <laughs> I love stories like this. Oh, I it's love so, them much so much. It's, it's honestly so like, much fun. After coming uh, from Les Mis of, 
you know, beautiful drama and to this, which is just so silly and fun. It's just great, but yeah. just brilliant. Uh, the score's fantastic. And uh, yeah, all the characters are great and they each come into their own. So yeah. It's and great. it's 1959, so yeah. it's beautiful costumes, lovely yeah. dresses. Yeah. Have you seen your costumes yet? Not physically in the flesh. I've seen pictures, pictures. and how it's going to look. And I've tried on costumes similar. But um, no, I haven't is seen it high, yet. Is it very wear. high heels? No, I've kind of asked for kind of an in-between of not quite kitten, not high, just because there's a bit of dancing and movement in it as well. And mm. just to be comfortable for, you know, the length of the tour. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, not too high for yeah. me, unfortunately. Now, you do a bit on social media, and I noticed that on Twitter you'd put a picture of your when first ever rehearsals, your script and your pen. Yes. I criticised that slightly. I think you need a pencil with a rubber. I do, I do but, have one of them too, okay. but it was a gift of right. the pen, so yeah. I had to put the pen in. Are you very organized so then about you the look like you were really organized it's oh. all your lines and highlighter and all that they and weren't that. on the first day but they were by the second and third but yeah no I'd like to think I'm very organized and if I have any family and friends listening they'll be like ha but um no I do try I really do try with all good intentions but I think I always end up dropping one little plate that I don't quite see out the back of my eye but um yeah I do try but and are you off book already no not yet I'm oh. on certain bits I'm trying to be like my songs and stuff and and just we're kind of like rehearsing it kind of not chronologically so we're kind of here there and everywhere so it's a little bit trickier to get off book but um yeah hopefully I want to be putting it down by week week two I've not really got any excuses because I don't say half as much as Jason so um I'm kind of like yeah but you say you you do a lot of numbers in this I do I think we all do so many there are so many songs in it it is it is wonderful so many more songs than I thought I'd be singing actually because we're all kind of collectively together singing them as an ensemble as well. Um, but yeah, I suppose I do do more songs than I speak. But I think songs are, line, words are easy to learn in a song. And have you got one already that's coming out as your favourite number or one that you think the oh, audience are going to go mad for or all of them? Or I, I really enjoy singing Thinking of Him, which is the first number that I sing, actually. And I think maybe the second in the show. Um but what I really want to be able to say, so please ask me in six months, and I really want to say <laughs> that my favourite is that away, because it's mammoth and it's um, it's a big uh, kind of act one finale esque kind of show song, and uh, but it's seven minutes of um, me just giving it full throttle Uh-oh. with wonderful people around me, and then. Um, and then I have to dance a little bit and they're all dancing beautifully and I just hope I don't kind of show them up. So, yeah, dancing, singing and acting all at the same time. And <laughs> it's Kendra Neb and, yeah. as, as we all know, who wrote Cabaret in Chicago. Are, can you tell from the music, does it have... You know, um, do you similarities know? to that start there. That start. Can you recognise it as Kandra? I don't think it's at first easy to recognise as their style if you compare it to Chicago um, and cabaret, but probably a little bit more cabaret actually. But now we're getting into it and we're getting to the bare bones of it. And there's very back and forth with men and women, and there's, it's very playful. It's very the women are taking control of the men at times, and then it's a it's kind of banter-esque music. It's uh, now you've kind of brought it again to the my forefront of my my thought process. I'm like, yeah, actually, it, it very much is. It can be likened to cabaret more so than Chicago. Mm. Yeah, there is an esque. But if you were to if you were to listen to the three of them, you probably wouldn't put this in the same bracket as them two at all. It's completely different, as well as. So I don't know how they've managed to do it, but yeah, it's um, it's completely different to the previous two. But but there are elements of that kind of 
the back and forth with each other, the men and the women, and the, the kind mm. of relationships between them, yeah. And obviously it's not Bob Fosse-type no, choreography, no. so gosh, that no. puts it it's in a very our different... amazing Alistair David, who I adore his choreography, because um, I love kind of choreography that um, it's the, the you follow the lyrics and the words, more so than the five, six, seven, eight, one, two, three, four, five. It's like it's um, very much tailored to. You could almost watch it without the music and know what we're dancing about, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's he's brilliant and he's the moves are very hard, so I'm quite proud of myself. Oh, well, <laughs> but it looks impressive. It looks amazing. I'm, yeah. sh- I'm sure it does. Yeah. Now we know it's a play within a play, as mm-hmm. it were. And in the play, I think your character's from Kansas. Is yes. that right? But then yeah. in the other. Bit outside the play, your characters from Boston. Yeah. So we've got two American accents going yes. on here. We've kind of gone for more for Georgia. We've kind of gone that she's actually more general American because I think there's quite a few Boston kind of accents in there. They kind of just wanted to soften mine a little bit. Um, but yeah, with um, when she gets to play Madame Marion, she's uh, definitely Kansas. Yeah, and that, I'm quite enjoying that. That's what we were doing upstairs then. <laughs> right. So yeah, um, rolling our arms. Um, um, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, I've missed that. Now you've been in the West End doing Lemmys. How long is it since you toured in anything? Uh, 2015 with Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Oh, okay. So, so yeah, four years. Four years. Yeah. So you're looking forward to getting back on the road I again? I love a tour. Do yeah, you? Absolutely love a tour. Um, I'm a northern girl, so I love being able to go back home and go and see all those places up north. Um, I love that I can say, because, you know, with, with being in this industry and, and being on tour in different places, you get to make friends. So to be able to say, oh, you know, when you go on holiday and meet people and say, oh, where are you from? Or oh, I'm from, I don't know, Scunthorpe. Go around near you when I'm at, so, you know. <laughs> so it's nice yeah. to be able to go and see family and friends around the country and get paid to see our beautiful country as well. Just to, yeah, the last tour I did, I was in Turkey over the summer and, Get to go to Glasgow again, yeah. To to go and see all it's these not places, a bad life. yeah. It's amazing. The UK is brilliant, so yeah, I'm really excited well, to see it. We're excited to see this. Yeah. I can't wait to see it now, oh, especially so having spoken fun. to all of you. I'm really yeah, excited. I it mean, really is a lot I would fun. read up about it, but I yeah. I just it, you all sound so enthusiastic and excited oh, about God, it, and positive and like we do. And it this is going to be great. Top. Our director Paul has just got such a gorgeous energy that it filters through and. I don't, I've not seen anyone roll their eyes or moan or it's just everyone's so excited it's a, a lot it's a lot of fun and yeah. it radiates to the audience well we we'll <laughs> tell everybody that some of the dates that there are but they can yeah. look them up on the website oh, yeah, it's anyway easy. Really and easy follow you all over the country and they'll yes, be please. as you say you'll be somewhere near everybody yeah, at some point uh, we will we will so yeah. everyone can get a chance to Definitely. see it Carly yeah. thank you thank so you. much for Thanks coming for in me. good luck with the rest of rehearsals <laughs> thank you <laughs> That was Ori Aduba, Jason Manford and Carly Stenson all talking about the exciting new production of Curtains. And if you'd like to hear any more of my podcasts, you can just download the lot off the website. Listen to all of this. There's loads of them up there. And if you enjoy them, then you're meant to rate them. You, you give them some stars. Please. Thank you. <laughs>